<laughs> Welcome back to Frightening Frauen with your hosts, Lee and Tyler. Today, we're doing something fun because I thought that it's time to do something fun because I took a week off recording and didn't give you guys anything, but I'm allowed a break. I hadn't done one since I started, so we're going to do something fun today. Um, we have, I found some funny news articles that, it's go- that are going on right now that they lit my soul up. <laughs> <laughs> it started with a, um, I guess, an influencer who posted about one of them. And then I'm like, I bet there's other fun things going on right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like we haven't done it for a while. So there's an opportunity for it to collect so that we're not seeing the same stuff we were before. And these are different. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, so I'll start with the first one here. I don't know what order I put these. Oh, this one's fun. Open. Okay. So British Zoo reveals plan to curb parrots swearing. Could turn into some adult aviary. What? I can't even parse that. Like- I know. Lincolnshire Wildlife Center is implementing a new strategy to curb the cursing of its most foul-mouthed fowl. Oh, you said parrot. I thought you said Paris. And I was like, what? Parrot. (laughs) A a group of parrots at parrots, guys, at a British zoo got a a swear happy. Oh, sorry. Got so swear happy that officials had to hatch a plan in 2025, African gray parrots at Lincolnshire Wildlife Center made headlines for their potty mouths. Though some visitors found it amusing, staff decided to separate the birds from the flock to spare children from their R-rated rants. <laughs> <laughs> I would want to see these parrots. I know. I'm like, are there like any videos, examples? I want to. I want to hear this. Uh, I'll look for some. I'll send them to you if I find them. Um, now, over the three years um, later, sorry, sorry. Now, over three years later, three different parrots are keeping the original squad's foul-mouthed antics alive, prompting officials to change their approach. Yeah, more birds became foul-mouthed after they removed the other ones. Contagious. <laughs> According to their chief executive, who has worked with a, with parrots for 35 years, the newly donated birds, Eric, Captain, and Sheila, have even more vulgar vocabularies than the original swearing parrots, Billy, another Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Elise. <laughs> when we came, when we came to move to move them the language that came out of their carrying boxes was phenomenal really bad nichols told cnn not normal swear words these were proper expletives (laughs) Uh, this time around instead of isolating the african greys the zoo has integrated all eight profanity-loving birds with the rest of the flock in hopes that they will take after the other parrots, swapping expletives for all the nice noises that, like microwaves and vehicles reversing. Those are the I, sounds. I have me. a feeling that's going to backfire on them. 
Also, I want to know what's the difference between a normal swear word and like a real expletive because or whatever that word is like. I, it's like I, I think that because this is in Britain, I bet like bloody L would be like a swear word, but not an expletive. But the F word would probably be. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see that. Uh, we've been, we've put eight really, really offensive swearing parrots with 92 non-swearing ones, he told CNN. Um, noting that if their plan goes haywire, it's going to turn into some adult aviary. The strategy was mostly successful on the original five birds, Nichols said to CNN, adding that they still swear sometimes, often followed by a hearty laugh, which is the most common visitor reaction to the cursing. <laughs> if, the, if the plan backfires, the swear happy birds will still be the star attraction at the zoo. They offer humor when the world seems very serious, Nichols told BBC. You never tire of being told to F off by a parrot. <laughs> you can't help but laugh. Of course, visitors stand around the enclosure swearing, trying to get the parrots to copy them. Yeah, this is not going to work, you guys. <laughs> yeah, just put up a little warning sign so if people are worried about their kids being exposed to yeah. it, they can choose not to go there. This is... This is 18 and up without adult supervision. Um, and while only time will tell what happens, the birds will undoubtedly be happier with the rest of their feathery friends. Parrots are flock creatures, he told the outlet. They need to be with other parrots. The bigger the flock, the happier they are. Even though they swear, the welfare of the birds has to come first. That's right. <laughs> I love the videos with like like a parrot's like super mad or something and it's like fuck you motherfucker fucking fuck fucking fuck like you know it's all <laughs> and it's like they do it appropriately too like I'm yeah. mad right now <laughs> yep they like they definitely understand like <laughs> <laughs> this makes me feel better when I say this <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay what is my next one here Oh, yeah. This one was interesting. Target halts sale of trading cards, including Pokemon, over safety concerns. <sighs> this happened the other day. This was on, I think, the 23rd. Uh, oh, no, May 14th. Oh, that was a different article. Okay, so May... Oh, no, this was in 2021, but it's still hilarious. Okay, so <laughs> Target said it will temporarily stop selling trading cards, including Pokemon, after a disagreement over the collectibles sparked a fight in a store in Wisconsin. In an email stated, a Target representative said that beginning Friday, it will temporarily suspend the sale of all MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards within our stores. The cars, cards will still be available for purchase online. Wow, so, like because of one fight? One fight in one store. Could you store. imagine like back in the day when the Cabbage Patch Kids were all the rage if they'd been like, you know what, just because you guys brawled that one, we're not going to sell. Like, no way. You, you can only buy it from our catalog now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, gosh. The safety of our guests and our team is our top priority, the spokesperson said. Last week, a man was injured after he got into a fight with four suspects in the parking lot of a Target in Brookfield, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported. But the brawl started after the men got into a disagreement over trading cards. I feel like these men need to go back to kindergarten. Learn how to share. Yeah. Learn how to stand in line at the water fountain. Exactly. One, two, three, (laughs) water hawk. Uh, Police told the outlet that four men between the ages of 23 and 35 physically assaulted the victim. The man, 35, suffered minor injuries that did not require hospitalization. The victim, who who has a concealed carry weapon license, allegedly grabbed his gun and the four men fled. They were eventually located and arrested on charges of battery, strangulation, and disorderly conduct. The outlet oh. reported, yeah, Brookfield it's my police. My right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the police did not respond to NBC's news request. Um, according to eBay's first ever state of trading cards report, there was a 142% surge in domestic sales of sports collectible cards, games, and non-sporting trading cards in 2020 than the year before. Uh, last year, we saw an industry-wide surge in collecting and flipping trading cards due to a large part of to people staying at home and finding new ways to spend their time <laughs> turning to cards. Well, they well, they couldn't do it together, though. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, but yep, they uh, they took him out of all the stores for a while because of that one fight. Wow! In the parking lot, not in the store. It's crazy. And then, like, did they just because he bought? Like, did he buy too many? They bought what they wanted, or did they just want to steal it from? Like. What was, did they say what the basis of the fight was? It just, it didn't say. It just said it was over trading cards. <laughs> wow. I'll show you the picture to this next one I'm going to read you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. I mean, my siblings used to get in fights over the holographic Pokemon cards. They'd be like, that was supposed to be my pack to open, and you opened it. Yeah. Like, no, you picked that pack. You opened it. All right. So this next one takes us over to New Zealand. <clears throat> New Zealand man threatened with prosecution over penis pothole drawings. This is another one from 2021, but it's hilarious. It's, it's, I assume he's trying to make pe- make the local government aware of the potholes by mm-hmm. drawing dicks. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's awesome. A New Zealand man who began drawing very large penises around the potholes <laughs> in his home city of Auckland in 2018 in the hopes of attracting the attention of his local council has been threatened with police action. In a video, road safety campaigner, campaigner, Jeff um, Campiner campaigner, um, <laughs> made after the most recent addition to his wieners. Um, he said, I'm about sick of calling Auckland Transport. So what I've done is I've gone and drawn a great artist impression of a penis. 
And if you guys were on uh, YouTube, you saw that. Great, yeah. great impression. High quality, just very detailed, just professional penis. The correct color. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> the video um, shows two green and pink neon penises. Yep, that was the right color, guys. <laughs> um, ups and... <laughs> helpfully identified the address where the newly eye-catching potholes occur and their dimensions. <laughs> the stretch of the road from here to the end of the other penis is 48 meters. <laughs> <laughs> the width of my lines is approximately 1.2 meters, he says. Auckland Transport has now promised to take legal action against the phallic fuss maker. <laughs> They're going to spend money to go after him instead of just fixing the stupid mm-hmm. potholes. Yep. And, and to my knowledge, they did not fix the potholes. Um, Upson received a call from police last week following a complaint over his graffiti. The New Zealand Herald reported, which Auckland Council says poses a safety risk and distraction. Oh, the potholes aren't a safety risk. Right. Uh, to drive as well as being dangerous to carry out. So they're, they're, they're worried for his safety in making these. Even though he already did it, he's fine. Upson estimates that he has drawn 100 penises to date. <laughs> in, two, in 2019, Middlesbrough Council in the UK repaired potholes within a week of their being graphically branded the bbc reported when a manchester man used penises to achieve the same result in 2015 the council reacted furiously calling the drawings obscene and stupid and insulting oh and also (laughs) a waste of valuable time and resources (laughs) whose resources the person drawing them like right in response the anonymous artist told the bbc council must be the council must be very prudish (laughs) Uh, that's hilarious yep but they never fixed the potholes in new zealand that i'm aware of and they tried to sue him instead that's ridiculous i mean they could like have just given him like a a small fine or something stupid and be like don't do it again and then fix the potholes and it would cost them less money i'm sure yeah in portland there's so many potholes and there's a pothole hotline with signs all over the place and most of them have been changed to pothead hotline, but <laughs> <laughs> no one does anything. Why do they even have a hotline? They don't do anything about the potholes. I yeah, popped so- a tire on one. Some areas here are better than others, but I actually know somebody that crashed their motorcycle because of a pothole and like shattered his fingers like from it. And then the, then he had to like, it took years to like sue the city and there was proof that it had already been reported and, you know yeah they're bad and they get bad because you have to have chains in Oregon in a lot of places and the chains in the winter destroy the roads and they don't use salt which is good for some things with the environment but for other things it makes it bad so if you're not gonna have salt you should have an alternative like removing the snow because they don't do that and just turns into ice and then it gets ripped up with the chains and then there's potholes yeah this next one has a i'm gonna put a warning on it because it uses the m word and if you don't like the m word you're not going to be happy with this and by the m word i mean moist 
Oh, okay. I was like, what's the M word? What's the M word? <laughs> uh, I was like going through my catalog of like words that could offend people. I forgot about moist, even though I have a an acquaintance who hates that word so much that I would, whenever I saw a really good meme with that word, I would save it. And then like randomly, I'd wait a month or two and send it. So he was not <laughs> expecting it. And like after a couple of years, he was like, you're, you're really good at getting me. I forget that you're, you're out there. Then you just, you moist me. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, but also if you don't like the word, everybody, you might want to listen to this to make sure that big mayo does not have their way just so you're all aware um big mayo aka craft is petitioning merriam webster to make this cringy word its word of the year (laughs) (laughs) i vote for it to be the word of the year just to bother people i know you would (laughs) There'd be like a week there where it'd be just talked about all the time and all the people who don't like it'll be like, oh, Uh, yeah. uh, Exposure therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Merriam-Webster's online dictionary defines craft, the K-R-A-F-T word, as in part a strong paper or cardboard made from a wood pulp. But the food-related craft, which makes its own brand of mayonnaise, would really like the word keepers at Merriam-Webster to focus on the particular adjective. And they'd like those five letters to be the next word of the year. The word in question is moist. (laughs) And craft, real mayo, knows that you might have just cringed a little bit when you read that, but Kraft is playing its part to reclaim moist, making it, well, if not a beloved word, at least one, not one, that makes you recoil every time you see it in a sentence or on a mayonnaise label. So they think if they force it on people, it'll help. (laughs) Kickoff Operation Moist. Yes, they called it that. Kraft placed a <laughs> massive six-foot replica of a Kraft real mayo jar outside Merriam-Webster's Springfield, Massachusetts headquarters. The jar is not filled with actual mayo, though. I would consider that harassment. Right. <laughs> As oh, a person who hates here's the picture. Mayonnaise, like, oh my god, I hate mayonnaise so much. Like, the smell of it is like, the, like I'm sitting next to somebody that's eating a sandwich that has mayonnaise. I can smell it, and it's so disgusting. So if I worked there, I would just be like, they're harassing me with that. That's, like, offensive, you know? I'd rather see penis potholes than, <laughs> than a mayonnaise jar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, it reminds me of when I had lice, and my mom put mayonnaise in her hair to try to uh for we had it in our hair for like two days with a shower cap on it smelled so bad oh my god like I was like literally (laughs) it was the worst and it reminds me of that every time I smell it I can do miracle whip my stepmom would eat it on a spoon oh no (laughs) and I like oh my god she would just like and I was oh like oh Oh, it's not yogurt. (laughs) Mm. Mm. 
no, I don't know if I can live anymore after knowing that. <laughs> you, you're not the only person to have that reaction. <laughs> Watch me learn it's like a cure for gastroparesis and we have to do it. No. I would just live with the gastroparesis. I know. Oh, God. Can, or they can give us that amnesia medicine so we don't remember it afterwards. That doesn't work on me. I still remember. They're always like, you won't remember this. And then I remember it. I don't know if I've ever had it. Because when I had my... They put me out when I had my NG, the tube, um, twice or the camera, twice. And they put me out for... I think they just put me out for everything. Except for when I got Esure, they gave me Valium. And that yeah. was not fun. I don't want that again. I don't when know I how a, people take that. When I got a, I got a, a uterine biopsy and they just gave me Valium. That's all they gave me. And I was like, that's not enough. Like, but mm. I did, I had a colonoscopy and they said, they're just going to give me the stuff that I won't remember. And I like woke up in the middle and I could see mm. the TV screen where he was like looking and it looked really cool. And I was like, Hey, that's really cool. And he's like, you're not supposed to be awake. Like, he's like you won't remember this though and I'm like I bet I will and then I, they gave me more drugs and I was out and then when I woke up he came in and talked to me and I was like yeah that was really cool he's like you're not supposed to remember <laughs> I want, I've always wondered why they put us to sleep for those for colonoscopies you know you can like opt to be awake for any of those but I I'm okay with being asleep for stuff I'm okay with it but I think I would like to watch too <laughs> Yeah, I, I or at least save the video. You know, you can watch yeah. it that way. But because like I, I one of the endoscopies I got um, before Stanford, because um, Stanford always puts you out for those. They um, they didn't. They gave me the forget stuff, and then I woke up through the endoscopy, and that was when they were oh, first putting. No. It was awful, and then the nurse actually got annoyed with me for gagging. Oh, and involuntary. she probably thought you wouldn't remember that you were that she was annoyed with you. Yeah. And then when I like, like they gave me more drugs because I wouldn't stop gagging. And then, um, so I, and then I was out. And then when I woke up, I was pissed. I, would I was like, too. that's, I was like, that's why I wanted to ask me put out. I have like trauma. I don't want to know about stuff going down my throat. Like just dude, mm -hmm. you know, I've always been put out for mine. And my dad was not when he had his for an ulcer. Yeah. And I, when I went in for my first one, because I think I've had two or three, um, but when I went in for my first one, I was shocked that they were putting me out, but I was glad. <laughs> yeah. My first one, they put me out and then the second one they didn't, but it was, I had good insurance or decent insurance for my first one. And the second one, I was on the Medi-Cal system and that's, they cheap out on everything. Um and then once I went to Stanford, they always they always give you the good stuff. So, yeah, because people on state insurance can't possibly get treated as well as everyone else, right? Yeah, That's you get trauma. Big... <laughs> <laughs> so it was such a big difference. Like when I because I didn't have insurance most of my adult life. When I got insurance, all of a sudden it was like, you know, be, just being treated better. And then when I went back into the the state system I was like oh god this is I'm going back to the trauma oh no I just read ahead on this article and it's <laughs> gross okay 
next part of this article <laughs> we're still not going we had to take we're a still break off the mayonnaise the i know sorry <laughs> dear dictionary gatekeepers here is this the know that they sent them yes okay Dear Dictionary Gatekeepers, here is a 2023 pound jar of Kraft Real Mayo, a.k.a. The Moist Maker, <laughs> a.k.a. The Moistiest. <laughs> Moistiest is a pretty good word. The label on the oversized jar reads, for years we've watched moist be, in de- be degraded by the internet. The media deemed it universally hated. We won't let this slander go on any longer. Our mayo is undisputable evidence that moist is a great word and that every meal is better moist. With America's (laughs) help, we'll make moist your word of the year. Yes, Kraft wants Merriam-Webster to make moist its word of the year, which would put it on the list with previous year selections like gaslighting, justice, and feminism. To give moist a boost, Kraft is ho- also hosting a live searchathon on Twitch, which is meant to encourage everyone to start searching for moist online. Oh, God. And- <laughs> Which Kraft says will raise everyone's moist awareness. The company has also created a search moist website, which is just a shortcut to search for moist. That that could be problematic. Yeah, especially if you don't have like adult content turned off. Yeah, if you don't have that. You know, I've never turned safe search off. Like the internet's very different for me than a lot of people because I've always had it turned on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I think mine actually is turned on on Google, but not turned on on Firefox for me. Cause I want, I wanted one place that I could search for all my true crime stuff separate from like my normal stuff that I search. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't look like a, I'm, yeah, I can feel like, okay, well, that's what this was for. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, okay. It will be launching a, a hashtag search moist. Why did it say? Okay. So it's typed out as hashtag search moist and then it says hashtag. I'm like, that's a little redundant. On social yeah. media. <laughs> Craft Real Mayo has such a devoted fan base of mayo lovers, and we want to embolden them to help us change the perception of searching the word moist online so many times that it's elected Merriam-Webster's word of the year. Craft Real Mayo brand manager Francis something, Sabatier. I want to. I want to hope that it's it's saboteur. Told Mass Live, Merriam-Webster has not publicly responded to the moist fest or to the giant mayo jar sitting in their front in the front of their building. <laughs> They're just ignoring it. <laughs> but on Thursday, four days after its employees had to pull, walk past Kraft's unexpected delivery, it chose what could be a rather pointed word of the day on Twitter audacious <laughs> <laughs> this is like 
Kraft hired a social media person to run a campaign and they're like, what can we do to get people's attention, to get people to start talking about our brand of mayonnaise over other people's? And this is, this is it. And then, and then Mary Webster's like, how can we respond? Like, you know, like the social media wars that like Wendy's and Burger King and stuff have that sometimes are just, especially in the beginning years of social media, were just like amazingly funny. Like, that's what it makes me think of. They still do it to this day. And it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. If you all have not checked out Wendy's uh, Facebook page. <laughs> It is actually their Facebook page and it is hilarious. (laughs) And like McDonald's gets in on it and Burger King and I think some other ones do too. And it's, they just, they trash talk each other constantly about who has the best chicken sandwich. I think KFC gets in on it too. Yeah. They're hilarious. But Wendy's is the funniest. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they're just like brutal. It's hilarious. They talk about random people, like they have characters that they talk about in their posts too, which is like Aunt Sally or whatever. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay, here's the last article that I found. Um <laughs> Kentucky City beams message into space inviting extraterrestrial visitors. And this is on January 17th, 2024. So this is a new one. Probe us, probe us, please. <laughs> There's a funny shirt that I saw that I really want, and it's someone being beamed up into a UFO. And it says, "Ask me about my butthole." <laughs> uh, a Kentucky city has come up with an out-of-this-world campaign to promote tourism. The Lexington Convention and Visitors Bureau used an infrared laser to beam a message into space to invite extraterrestrial travelers. The first thing you'll notice as you descend through Earth's atmosphere above central Kentucky is the lush green countryside that surrounds Lexington's vibrant city center. That's our famous bluegrass, the message begins. Um, It goes on to describe gentle rolling hills, horse farms, and bourbon before suggesting places to stay and eat and shop (laughs) the idea for the campaign came from recent ufo revelations and advances in deep space imaging that have fueled the belief that that we are not alone in the universe the visitors bureau said in a statement this month announcing the move The agency said it worked with scientists and scholars to beam the message towards potentially habitable planets in the TRAPPIST-1 solar system 40 light years away. So will it take, because like sound and light have similar speeds, right? I don't think so, but it sounds slower. I think so. So it's going to take a while to get there. Yeah. 40 light years. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a minute. I speaking of life on other planets, because I'm you know mm-hmm. my brain just out of it. There is a planet they found that um, that has like gases in its atmosphere that cause that basically smell like cooked cabbage, and that's it's it's actually caused by a bacteria or whatever. So mm-hmm. like that suggests that there's at least bacterial life yeah. on that planet, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Ah cabbage 
<laughs> the Cabbage Patch Planet. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to go there smelling like cabbage. Though. Yeah, that's kind of like just, you know. Not the, it's not the worst smell, but it's not a great smell. Yeah. It probably put me off cabbage. Like, I wouldn't want to eat it after that. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the effort was led by Lexington native Robert Lauder, who is an expert in computer engineering, astrobiology. Hey, he probably knows about that planet. And search for extraterrestrial intelligence. We brought together experts in engineering, linguistics, digital media, philosophy, and science fiction to design, debate, and transmit this message. He said in the statement, the message was sent with FAA approval and has a coded bitmap image. The bitmap image is the key to all. What if they can't read that? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Linguistics expert Dr. Andrew Bird said, we included imagery representing the elements of life, our iconic Lexington rolling hills, and the molecular structure for water, bourbon, and dopamine. (laughs) Because Lexington is fun. (laughs) I love that they added the compounds for bourbon. (laughs) dopamine dopamine it could take a while to get an answer (laughs) yes it could the agency says it will take 40 years to get it get to its intended target and could take another 40 to receive a response i wonder if they're so the sound so the files are traveling probably through light then so 40 years 40 light years so yeah like lasers or something or yeah they said in the beginning what it was i didn't really understand it in the meantime the agency says earthly travelers are invited to visit lexington (laughs) let's see it said in the beginning how they sent it uh yeah it's an infrared laser beam Ah. i just it's kind of funny like that in an area that you know has more issues with racism and stuff would be like wanting to tap into their xenophobia too you know oh gosh (laughs) yeah because i know that if we had intelligent life that came here we would just want to kill them like and all the smart people who want to learn about them would probably be killed too yep and it would become us versus them and it might unite the earth temporarily yeah. temporarily um it'd probably be like two divisions one that don't doesn't want to fight them and one that wants to fight them and yeah. so the earth would have yeah like two separate we'd, there'd be those of us fighting with them and then mm-hmm. yeah they're like i i really think that we need to evolve as a species like to um get rid of the the xenophobic gene basically before we would be able to like coexist with other species you know like yeah it's so sad and I have people like still sending me articles and stuff about Texas and they're like on the side of Texas being able to just racially profile people and I'm just like we're all human beings we're not the you know the details of our our external appearances don't 
fucking matter like yeah and we created borders and pushed them and moved them and they've changed throughout time and you realize like mexican people like like mayan and aztec and uh, they're native americans yeah but we can treat them differently because they're across the border even though all of north america was together (laughs) yep and and like I mean, even then they had borders and all Mm -hmm. that shit too. But like, I mean, borders are just ego. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Somebody's ego, the need for control. And being like, because I was born here, I'm, I deserve this privilege. Yep. But we were all born on this planet. Yeah. Like people think so small. People are. yeah it's it's sad and if we didn't have that we wouldn't have i i feel like there'd be less crime oh why is my internet unstable it says it's all the way up it's lagging yeah it says it's unstable i just need a yeah it sounds better now so hopefully okay. it's done being unstable uh I'm sorry if everybody for the laggy. <laughs> I have good internet. I have sorry mesh Wi Fi. You better be. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, it's the culprit of the toe. <laughs> Amos, Amos decided like... to destroy Lee's toe last night. Yep. He like. He was zooming and he ran like I was kind of reaching down for him. And then he like zoomed right into my foot and his hind leg got stuck between my toes. And because I was wearing a sock, it like displaced my toe because it pushed my toe down. At first, I thought like my toe was stuck on a little string inside the sock. That's what it felt like. I was like, what's touching my other toe? And then I took my sock off. My toe was. It's so crooked. Yeah. I was just like, that's not right. And it didn't hurt at first. It didn't hurt until it started swelling. And then it was like, that was no fun. I just but. don't know how they could tell if it that it wasn't dislocated at all. If they didn't do a soft tissue scan. <laughs> they just did an yeah. x-ray. Yeah, they just did an x-ray. And they're like, no, it's not dislocated, but it's not sitting right. And she's like, yeah, but your other toes have this deviation. But she's talking about at the very end, all my mm-hmm. toes go just a little bit off to the side and that's not even like what I was, I was concerned that's about the shoes. whole toe yeah. yeah I was well I was concerned about like the toe just being touching the wrong toe like it was going the opposite direction right it's, you look like you're doing the live long and prosper now with your foot yeah, exactly so <laughs> they're like well we'll just tape it and if it doesn't get better in a couple weeks then you could go see your primary and I'm just like so if I have like a serious soft tissue damage, I should just wait a few weeks before I yeah, let it set in and, and get scar tissue and heal before you get help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I have an appointment with my podiatrist for something else. So I'm just going to be like, what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's like that next doctor, week or something. I don't think that doctor was a real doctor. I think they were faking it. They just... Yeah, that's kind of that's how I feel. Yeah, They snuck in. Yeah. 
She didn't even say anything about following up. It was the nurse who was like, well, you know, because I was like, but it's going over there. Yeah. And I was like, how could it not be dislocated? You know, um, even partially like. Yeah. And she was like, well, you know, if it doesn't get better, then, you know, go to your primary or whatever. And I was like, I'll go to my podiatrist. She's just going to send me to the podiatrist anyway having eds like they definitely <laughs> should <laughs> yeah she never she'd never heard of eds either i was like why oh, eds oh. she's like what's that hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i've actually never had a doctor that i went to that hadn't heard of it i had doctors that didn't specialize in it and needed to research and stuff but i i've never had a doctor that has never heard of it yeah yeah so she's fake uh, yep Big doctor, maybe very new doctor or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I had three <laughs> interviews last week. Yeah. Did not get one of the jo- or one this week and two the last two the week before. I did not get the two from the week before, but I got the or didn't get it. I I don't know about the one I did yesterday yet um but i should hear back next week and then there'll be one more interview with the two top candidates with the higher or with the district manager so nice what about the um the other place that was you were talking to and you're looking they were looking for it sounded like you could do it remotely and you're talking to them like last month or something did that the um the insurance company was that it they still are offering it to me, but I need to pay to get my licensing and then it's commission only. So I'm hoping oh. that I can do that while working another job because they'll let me do that. So I've been going to the trainings for that the last month. Um, and then I'll decide like for sure if I want to do it because I have to pay for all the licensing. Yeah. So uh, I had applied for a different insurance agency that would pay for the licensing but I didn't get that job the market just really sucks right now I've never had issues like this finding a job yeah that's I don't know like it seems like there's a lot of jobs out there and then at the same time like people aren't like are people only applying to very specific jobs Mm -hmm. or so there's not a lot of availability or you know it just it does seem weird like I feel like some of the companies just have always have the job postings up but they're not actually hiring it's just in case they lose someone they'll have candidates because yeah. I haven't even heard back from like 30 of the jobs I applied for like I just got the we received your application email and then didn't hear anything back from them and everything's online yeah and I called some of them they're like nope just wait online they must not have looked at the resumes yet because they'll send you either way and I'm like people are going to find another job before you <laughs> call yeah. them. Um, the job I really, really wanted, they went with someone else, but that's okay. I wanted to be an appraiser. Uh, that's their loss. Yeah. Me. Was working for the city. So fun. Good benefits, I would imagine. Yeah, they are great benefits. <laughs> the pay was really good too. It was like sixteen dollars more an hour than the one that I've had an interview with yesterday. 
a big difference yeah very big difference so I'm this one's part-time too it's only 30 hours a week so I'll push my photography a lot more too and do that to supplement the amount I'm not making awesome until you get get on the pickles and the popcorn yeah if all y'all didn't hear I'm working on my recipes for pickles and popcorn and <laughs> pickle popcorn <laughs> yeah that should be the name of like the sub brand pickles and popcorn I've already found a way for me to make um pickle popcorn without using butter which is cool because they'll be dairy free um and uh, my headphone is like pushing on my ear and then I've been trying to figure out some other like safe recipes that don't use as much gross stuff I because I make the popcorn myself in the popcorn machine and I use um I've been trying different kinds of oils to see which one I like best to make it, but I don't use butter. Like I just put exactly what I know is in there. Yeah. I like, <sighs> I don't, I'm not a big popcorn fan, but I've gone through phases and I think my favorite is making it with like coconut, mm -hmm. coconut oil. Coconut oil has been good. Um, so I've tried coconut canola. I didn't do vegetable oil cause that's just gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Other people use peanut oil, but I can't. So you should be careful when buying popcorn if you have a peanut allergy, because I did not know that. Uh, peanut oil seems to be one of the ones that they use often for artisan popcorns. Or they also use it as a spray to spritz it and then get whatever flavoring they want on there. Yeah. And I'm still playing with what spray I want to use. It'll probably be a coconut oil spray or which a lot of people still have allergies to coconuts. So I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no way to avoid all allergies either. Yeah. <laughs> and I like coconut oil and it's easy to get and I can get a lot of it at Costco. Yeah. Uh, um, canola oil is easy too and cheap. But they're both pretty inexpensive. Um, and then there was a butter. Like I learned how to make ghee at home. And then you use that and mix it into a spray as well, which is weird. And you can use that to stick like the more savory flavors on the popcorn. I have the chocolate stuff down. I can do that. <laughs> the savory flavors that are hard because you need to spray it with something that's not so watery and wet that it'll shrink up the popcorn by getting it yeah. wet so it needs to be just a mist that's not gonna ruin the integrity and then put the flavor on really quick so it goes in there so i've been playing with that there is science in popcorn making <laughs> and then cotton candy um i've been playing with flavors for cotton candy so we're gonna have a pickle flavor soon interesting <laughs> i might send it out for free with it, the jars of pickles i sell like here's some pickle yeah. cotton candy like a little sample pack mm -hmm. or send it out for to my patreon patrons yep it's so light <laughs> i need to do my i haven't done my snail mail for my patrons this month but i'll just do double next month 
be like two postcards for everybody. I ordered a bunch of stuff for mine I, and I have the envelopes and I'm just need to sit down and do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a patron. I lost a patron. I need to look and see who it was. Cause I don't know. Sometimes like I lose one and then they come back and it's mm -hmm. because their payment stuff changed. So I need to check and see uh, if I actually lost them or not. But if it's like, no, if it's the person we both share, that almost always happens, then has to redo it. Okay. So if you just let that person know, they'll redo it. Yeah, they did message me and ask if it had, if they were up to date. And I had looked like last week and they were, but okay. I don't know when the billing goes through. So yeah. Yeah. That's the one I usually lose and then it comes back. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate that person. They sent me money for my sick children the last couple days for treats. That's nice. And we did an ice cream party after they started feeling better. I didn't have any because I wasn't feeling better, but <laughs> I don't know if an ice cream party was the best idea. <laughs> like just on the tail end of a cold, you know, let's build up some extra mm -hmm. phlegm with dairy. It wasn't a cold. They had a stomach thing going on. Oh. But they, they, Evelyn threw up once, and that was only when she got her blood drawn and she fainted. And I'm like, oh, shoot, do you have pots? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, none, none of the other kids have ever done that. And it was exactly how I am when I get my blood drawn, is how she reacted. And then, um, so that was the only time she threw up, and I think it was because she got her blood drawn, not because of the sickness. Um, but they can't figure out what it is, but her white blood cells were low, so they think it's a viral infection of some sort. They don't think she's contagious, but then Becca came home from, from school sick that day. Yeah. Um, oh. With a fever, but with a fever, but really no other symptoms. Like, just didn't feel right and had a fever. Yeah. And that Weird. lasted that night and then was fine the next day. Um, or that next day she was not feeling well, but then that night she was okay. And Evelyn is still hit or miss right now, but she doesn't have a fever. And I sent her to school today. She stayed home yesterday. Interesting. And I had my POTS attack today and that was lovely. That hadn't happened in a while. Yeah. It's rude. They upped my one of my meds, and I don't know if that's why, because I know that med can make your blood pressure drop some. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about upping my beta blocker that I take at night, but my blood pressure is so low that they're like, you know, because they're trying to see if they could manage the symptoms that wake me up since, mm -hmm. like, my heart beats too hard. And um, I was like, well, can't I just take, like, the extended release at a lower dose at the same dose I'm taking now. Cause I'm fine with that. And then they don't respond. And I don't, I don't really understand. Cause I feel like I'm asking a logical question, you know? Yeah. I feel like you are too. That's weird. I know my psychiatrist wanted to add a sleeping medication until I told him my blood pressure is super low. <laughs> and yeah. I, when I take even my process in, when I take it at night, if I have to get up to go to the bathroom, I'm super dizzy because it lowers your, like most sleeping medications lower your blood pressure so that you're more relaxed and you sleep. But when I stand up, mine's already low. 
So I fainted a few times on sleeping pills, just trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <sighs> Bodies. Yeah. I don't know. I never, I've only tried Lunesta and that was like when I was working and I was lucky to get two hours of sleep a night and it didn't, it didn't help. It didn't work at all. And then I was just like, I didn't ever try anything else after that. Lunesta, but... I would sleep shop with. Yeah. And I wouldn't remember it in the morning, but I wasn't like I wasn't sleeping. And then the morning would come around and I wouldn't remember that I was up all night. <laughs> it's like Ambien. Ambien does that to people. Yeah. And so I definitely don't want to try Ambien if Lunesta, which is one of the safer ones, did that to me. Yeah. Right. Oh, so yeah, I take the Prazosin, which just lowers like my blood pressure and makes me have really boring dreams. Uh, but I only take that sometimes when I'm really stressed out. And then I take valerian root if I'm really need to sleep, but it smells like feet. Yeah. Valerian root has a weird, weird flavor. <laughs> it's not the worst thing. I used to put it in tea, but it had to be a really strong tasting tea. But yeah, it's, it's not a good smell. Mm. But isn't that what they got Valium from was valerian root? I don't know. I know it like I think it works on the serotonin stuff, which is why I don't touch it because I'm super sensitive to anything mm -hmm. that changes my serotonin. I get I'll get like if anything raises serotonin, I'll start getting like symptoms like it's too high. So um I'll take some why, of that, your serotonin. That's why I always like they they'll like they want me to try like different meds like for my gut or whatever, but they're all like SSRIs and I'm like, nah. Yeah, I'm on, they upped the dose of my SSRI by 50% for pain. Um, and that's what I'm worried is making me, my pots worse right now. So they, it went from 60 milligrams to 90 milligrams and that's a pretty big jump since I took me a year to get to 60 milligrams yeah. of changing doses. Um, and then they might increase my Wellbutrin next, which um, I felt better after I took my Wellbutrin today. So, because it is a mild stimulant. So maybe that helped with my blood pressure going up, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I I have Wellbutrin, but it was prescribed for like to help me manage my weight. But now I'm because I'm sick, I've lost so much weight. But I thought about taking it because it can help with ADHD and stuff. But I'll wait until my gut is settled and then I'll talk to talk to my doctors about it. Um, I want to get a new ADHD psych because the one that I've been working with is a douche nozzle. And um because like he just he can't it's like he doesn't want to help me get my meds or whatever he's like inconvenienced that I I literally haven't gotten them filled in over a year because of the shortage so yeah. every time I email and I'm like hey can we send in a new script he's kind of like how dare you contact me so I want to get a doctor that will wants to work with me you wow, know wow what a butt mine yeah. mine was really nice he said that he always puts in two months when I when I have a call with him but if I ever need a refill um because we miss an appointment or whatever that he'll put it in like he has no problem with that as long as I've seen him within the last two years he said he'll put in refills yeah and um but I'm supposed to see him every month but the visits are short 
and they're virtual yeah. which is nice yeah but, he's like he was just I don't know he was not he was not helpful and he kept telling me stuff like I was dumb but then the stuff he was telling me was wrong so <laughs> so who's dumb who's dumb yeah. <laughs> he just he just was a very like privileged guy who just seems like no one's ever challenged his assumptions so like I did that I just straight up was like no actually you're wrong and then after that he'd be like well I know you hate me but blah 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 and I was just like <laughs> well that's you. a you're manipulative just... thing to say too yeah and I just literally was like I don't hate you I have no feelings about you you were just wrong like <laughs> yeah because I like I feel like when people say that like you hate me it's just to get you to say you don't hate them instead of yeah. asking a question like do you and like being clear that you're needing that reassurance they just flat out yeah. tell you that you are something or do something which I feel is rude yeah yeah don't tell me <laughs> tell me how i feel that's why i was like i don't have any feelings about you like not that important dude (laughs) i want my meds butthole (laughs) thinks highly of himself right (laughs) oh yeah logan's had some psychiatrists like that that had very strong opinions and wanted to change everything from the way that we were doing it and as soon as I told them like, Hey, if you lower this, this is what happens. It would happen. Cause they would try to, they're like, well, we're going to lower it anyways. And I can't force them to keep the dose the same. So every time they lowered his Abilify, he hears voices and his Abilify at the dose that he was at, and they have to increase it when his weight goes up. But at the dose that he was at, he was not hearing any voices and they lowered it within like five days. He started hearing voices again and he didn't know they lowered it. So it wasn't like I told him because the pills were like very similar color. And yeah, he, yep, started hearing voices again. And I told them that we got him in. He was very good at telling them like what the voices were like and what was going on. They upped the dose and within a couple of weeks, he wasn't hearing them again and hasn't since. (laughs) Yeah. But they just don't listen. Yeah. Like why change it if it's working? Yeah, and then I had some that um, they just didn't want to continue some of his meds that helped him. That I'm like, okay, well, it's gonna he's gonna have really bad behaviors or whatever it is. And with the ADHD, like they're like, oh, well, he's super hyperactive and can't focus even on this. And I'm like, oh, you should see him off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, yes, he has he acts like someone unmedicated on medication but you should yeah if he's not on it it, he can't focus for longer than like two seconds on something it's really bad on the medication he can sit for like 10 minutes so that is a huge difference (laughs) and they don't see that until they see it (laughs) yeah that's fast though like that's a faster one to prove because it's if you don't take it that day, like he doesn't take it on the weekend sometimes unless he has something he wants to do. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you notice those days and um, yeah, I wish they'd give him a stronger ADHD medication, but I don't know if it would do anything if it yeah. was stronger. 
but yeah besides that Amazing. how's life besides all your home stuff Okay, so I'm, you know, like, going to be moving again soon, so, but hopefully that will mean, like, even though financially it's going to be really difficult, like, because it's literally, like, what little I, I have left after groceries and meds and stuff is going to go towards rent, so there won't be, like, wiggle room, but um, hopefully that will just be a better environment, you know? Yeah, and you and can I focus can just... on art and stuff more. <laughs> And yeah, like once I'm feeling better, like once this stuff is, whatever's going on is dealt with, because right now I just can't really function. No. And um, yeah, I hope that I hope the meds that the GI called in when I whenever I get them, I hope they actually help so I can start eating because I just I don't have enough calories, you know. No. And you're waiting on an antibiotic. Is that right? Yeah. So, and I, I haven't even heard from the, um, the pharmacy yet. They got, it got called in yesterday. So I, you know, like there's the, the antibiotic, uh, like Rifromax or something like that. That's specific for SIBO. We don't know for sure that I have it, but it's, it's a pretty gentle one to take. So if it helps cool. And then, um, if it doesn't, it shouldn't be like destructive to have taken it. And then, um, and then the med the other medication that he thinks will help is like an anti spasmodic spasmatic medication. So if the issue is like my gallbladder spasming and it's causing my gut to spasm, that it would help settle that down and maybe I'll start being able to sleep through the night again. Oh, that'd be so nice. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't it's hard for me to like I never got help with these symptoms when they happened before. Nothing really helped besides not eating. So I'm kind of like, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, at least they're pushing different things and trying things. They were not listening for a very long time. And that was making me very angry over here. <laughs> yeah. I know they were just pushing pain meds. And I was like, pain is not really my symptom. Like, no. and you know, like, like the nurse practitioner was like, well, if you take more gabapentin, maybe you won't notice that you feel so full after a few bites and then you can eat more. And I'm like, no, but that's my warning system that tells me I'm going to have really bad symptoms if I eat too much. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to like coat Ignore that so that, that I can suffer the next day? Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, well, so we'll see. I'm hopeful, but it's been a long road and I can't, it's so bad. Like GI stuff in general takes so long. Everything takes so long right now, but GI stuff takes really long time. And I envy people who don't understand what it's like to be that miserable and how something that sustains your life creates such a discomfort. Yeah. Cause it's like, uh... it's all consuming. Like there, there are GI symptoms I have that like I can ignore you know, or they come and go, but like, this is like, it's just consuming, you know, and it, it like, I go where I have, it literally feels like impending doom in my midsection. And it's not anxiety. I'm it's not, I'm totally calm. It's a physical sensation because of what my gut's doing. And, and then, you know, and then I'll have like pain and stuff. Um, and it, and if it, if it gets, if I eat too much, that gets so bad that I feel like going to the hospital because it's so intense. So obviously I'm very motivated to do whatever will placate my body, which is 
eating yeah. as little as possible. Um, and then you're going to waste away. Yep. Be a and I have no, no energy to do stuff. And yeah. And no. I, I suspect that getting my gallbladder out is still going to end up being a thing, but I will feel more confident making that decision if we try to manage my symptoms another way first. Yeah. And there's just, no going back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and he was pretty like, he's like, yeah, you know, with hyperactive, there's, there's the chance that it won't help because there's a systemic issue that's feeding into it being hyperactive. And so mine was, know. so thankfully, so mine was hyperactive and stuck open. And so, and it was pushing it out extra fast out of it, but it was because the sludge had like kind of created like a hose, like the hose and it was keeping the sphincter open, but it was also blocking part of it. So it was shooting out extra fast out of my gallbladder. So that was my issue. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, <laughs> mine's ejecting super fast, but it's not clear. Like, is it, is, are my symptoms because it's doing it all at once, like during this window of time every day, or is it doing it all the time? And I'm actually not having that many symptoms from it, but it's like inflamed and feeding into, you know, it's like, mm -hmm what is what you know so hopefully this med will help the layers of my symptoms be more clear and yeah. then I will have more confidence to take the next step well we're all thinking of you <laughs> I just I hope the place we look at today like works out I hope it doesn't smell like anything yeah that too like it's okay if it kind of smells like a house that no one's lived in but if it has like that dank smell I'm like oh there's mold in here somewhere when it smells like that so, yeah yeah that's my worry with my basement <laughs> like I can't smell anything but I'm worried that there might be something and I kind of want to test it just to see because I don't want to put I'll put purifiers and stuff down there like I don't see anything but like it being a basement worries me yeah <sighs> yeah it's like one of those like where you never know but like I mean if you do you run do you have a, a humidity gauge down there because then you because if because then you could track the humidity they make like wireless ones and then you could because that would give you an idea if there's potentially something growing in the walls if the humidity is high down there I can check on that um I can get a humidity gauge I don't think there is one down there now that I think about it. Yeah. I, have I keep it... one in every room. I'm like super. <laughs> oh, I completely understand. Um, I have a dehumidifier down there just because for the summertime, not for the winter, because it's pretty dry in the winter. But um, in the summer, it's just so humid that I don't want it just sticking and like going anywhere. And then yeah. the, the bathroom doesn't have any windows. So that worries me. Um, but the ceiling is like a drop ceiling and there's no mold or anything that I can see. And there is a fan. So, but it just worries me. <laughs> yeah. I know. I worry about that stuff too. It's funny because Robot Liz and I have had these conversations because she worries about there being like mold in, in her house or mm -hmm. if she gets like a whiff of something. And, you know, and I was just like, well, I can run a dehumidifier in the area that mm -hmm. smells and see if it helps. <laughs> Yeah, the dehumidifier works really well in the summer. It pulls, because it's so humid here, it pulls so much moisture. And I just have it drain right into the sump pump. 
Nice. So that's nice. It just drains. I don't ever have to like pull the yeah, thing. Yeah, mine out. I have to I have to, mine fills up like every day. I have to empty it. So yeah. and that's that one's like a smaller one, but it's perfect for the RV. And then I have like one that's for like a full size house that's like uses like a butt ton of energy. But during the winter when it's raining, it's great because it keeps the air quality really good in the house. And as you can hear winter time is when my allergies are really bad because of the moisture. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, it's so weird because it's the opposite here with the humidity where it's so dry yeah. there in the summer. It is so humid here in the win- in the summer and so dry yeah, in the so, winter. Like everything like here, wintertime, green, lush, Ireland, and then like summertime, death, brown, bleh. And then like you go pretty much anywhere else in the U.S. and it's the exact opposite. Yeah, here it's so green in the summer. We don't even need uh, we don't even need sprinklers. I don't have them. Um, I have a lot of trees and then I have a hedge and stuff. But the whole summer it's really green. And then the rest of the year it's really white. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I've never lived anywhere that snows. You know, I mean it. Sometimes we get snow here, but it's very rare and it doesn't stay. But um, I don't know if I could get used to it or, you know, like cause my body's so used to like the ocean air mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I feel like it would be pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I got used to it easier than I thought I would, but I still don't like going out there when it's below zero. Yeah. One of my friends was in Canada and she um, slipped while crossing the street and like, broke her leg and her shoulder and I'm just like that's another reason that I would not want to live where it gets really cold yeah the ice is the worst part because it it can be deceiving because it can just look like normal ground but there's a thin layer of ice over it yeah (sighs) or there's a little bit of snow over the ice so it's still slippery under the snow yeah the back roads here get black ice in the winter and um like I learned how to drive on those roads and you know there's one time I hit black ice with my motorcycle and I swear it took me a week to get my underwear out of my ass I just was like oh <laughs> I didn't fall thankfully but I like slid yeah you know and I was like oh my god that is t- <laughs> that's scary I've hit black ice in California before it's not fun at least here it looks like on the roads it looks like ice when there's ice yeah uh it's just on the sidewalks that it's sometimes deceiving but I've slipped a few times I knocked the emblem off the Mercedes slipping (laughs) off the the hood ornament and had to get a new one (laughs) I want to bedazzle it yeah Um, but I haven't actually slipped this winter knock on wood well you did fall on the stairs and break your wrist so I did do that was that winter yet yes it was it was winter (laughs) I did break my wrist on the stairs and I thought I was going to fall today when I was having my POTS attack. Cause I think that was the last time I had a POTS attack was when I broke my wrist and I felt dizzy. So I went up to get my Wellbutrin up in my room and went back downstairs and I just laid down on the ground. I'm like, Nope, <laughs> I can't be upright. And Jordan was sitting in the kitchen or in the dining room and had never seen me like be like that and I'm like honestly my head just feels like it's going to roll into the earth so I need to just be as close to the ground as possible right now yeah 
I've done that in the middle of like grocery stores where I've just, I hit that point and my body just crashes and I just lay down. People are like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I just need a couple minutes and I'll be okay kind of thing. It's just, yeah. It's em- embarrassing, but like, what are you going to ha- do? It happened in a Ver- Verizon or T-Mobile, whatever, whatever I had at the time, the cell phone store once and I had to lay on the ground and I just told them, like, this is normal for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, do you want to sit in a chair? I'm like, nope, that's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, you feel like you can't breathe until you lay down. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, I'm on a boat, but I can't hear anything. Like I can, it sounds like uh, Charlie Brown's teacher. And then my yeah. vision gets all like black spots and it's rare that I actually faint, but it's common for me to get there. And it always happens when I'm standing that for those who are like, Oh, you can't drive people with pots drive. Um, yeah, it's, it's the standing. It'd be yeah. I, like, I'd be in line for the pharmacy and be like, it would just hit me and I'd have mm-hmm. to lay down. The only time it happens when I'm sitting is when I get my blood drawn. It's not when I get a shot or when I get an IV put in or, or any of that. It's when I get my blood drawn and they're taking blood out of me. And I don't know if it's my pressure drops when that happened. I don't know. But almost every time I faint. Yeah. That thankfully has never happened to me. But I, I can tell when they take the blood out. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like last time they did 14 files of the big ones. Oh. And I was just like... I- I can't eat right now. Otherwise I'd go get a steak. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. And, and I'm not good at eating breakfast. So, cause I'm kind of nauseous in the morning and then it wears off and then I can eat. Yeah. So if I go in for a doctor's appointment in the morning and I don't know that they're going to draw my blood and then I haven't eaten, <laughs> then it's way worse. Yeah. I also don't eat in the mornings. Like mornings are, a lot, are just hard. They're, you know, yeah. Before this flare, I had gotten to the point that mornings were actually like had gotten better and I had started thinking maybe I wasn't going to have these issues again. And then all of a sudden they hit me and I literally lose like the first half of my day mm-hmm. to the symptoms, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's like, Oh, I'm back to that again. Okay. Yeah. When I, Oh, Oh yeah. Someone just texted me that uh, her, little sister just got diagnosed with POTS and she's already diagnosed with EDS. And I'm like, she can talk to me. It's fine. I feel like I've had POTS my whole life. I know it can come on later, but as early as I can remember, I've had the symptoms of it. Um, But it got really bad in middle school with uh, PE. It was really bad especially when we'd have to run the mile. I'm like, I'm not running. I can't. And they thought I was faking it. They thought I was just like, didn't want to run or was being lazy or whatever. I'm like, no, I can't see when I run like black, cannot see, cannot hear. Um, so I had the slowest mile (laughs) (laughs) and I always felt bad when we did the like relay or when you'd do laps and like people would pledge money per lap that you do. I'm like, yeah. I'm only going to get you like $3 per person because <laughs> that's, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I never did. I, that wasn't even a thing when I was in school, but my son did that when he was in middle school, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like 
but I like I just had all the the common EDS pain issues like yeah. you know like my neck went out when I was in elementary school for the first time and I had the leg pain that they were like it's just growing pains and mm-hmm. um stuff like that and then um like I remember crying when I was like eight because my back hurt so much and uh and then like all the all the like blood pressure issues kicked in when I first started having health issues in 2000 like 12 I remember like before my first really bad flare I went to the doctor and I thought her machine was broken because my blood pressure was so low and I was having all these issues with fatigue so it like started then and then I had the really bad flare where I couldn't eat and then it just kind of went from there and of course not eating always makes all that worse so yep Uh, yep gastroparesis is like the biggest pain because it makes everything else flare up (laughs) so when my gastroparesis flares up all my other shit flares up and i can it can go the other way like i can have other flare-ups but the gastroparesis doesn't flare up but um that could be the other thing reason why it happened today because i was having gastro symptoms the last couple of days and my body just might have been like no i'm mad we're not doing we're not doing life today (laughs) <laughs> yeah like your nervous system is like annoyed and flared and it just gonna yeah and my back and hips have been terrible and i've been fine i can't go in the wheelchair because the snow and ice is so bad i can't like navigate <laughs> through the, through or the like snow. yeah <laughs> like i'll get stuck like it's <laughs> yeah it's so bad it's so uneven and like terrible i was kind of imagining if you hit ice you just start spinning out like (laughs) all i ask is if that happens someone film it (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah i um forgot what i was gonna say life oh just like everything going on like the my nerve the nerve pain in my arms has been really bad because like I have to sleep on like my left side because I, I get really nauseous if I sleep on my back and then um, and then I'm I'll sleep in the chair for part of it and of course and that puts pressure on my shoulders so I was just like oh man I want to be able to like get up and move around and because that's like part of it that's part of how I manage my pain is like keeping a certain amount of movement in my life yeah you know that that's the only way I was able to manage my Lyme my chronic Lyme symptoms was by being active. So I went to the gym seven days a week, even if it was light, I would go to the gym almost every day um, just to keep active because I got so much fatigue when I'm not active. And I've been so tired. Like I, and I get so tired that I can't even sleep. Like I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's like exhaustion past exhaustion that I've ever known before. And, and it isn't like that when I'm active, but I've, I can't even figure out what to do that doesn't hurt my body. Yeah. And like, I go for walks when I can, I I go up and down my stairs at home. (laughs) Yeah. I've been going for walks, but it's frustrating because, um, about like three quarters of a mile, my muscles are just like, you're not feeding us enough. You know, like the rest of my body is fine with it, but I just literally just am too tired, you know, and it's like, but I'm just making myself like do it anyways, because I, 
I know like all the weight loss is not good and I'm probably eating my muscles because I'm not eating enough. So, you know, but... and that's, that's what mine was doing when they <laughs> tested my blood, I was eating the muscle. Yeah. Oh, my daughter lost her phone. It shows it's in the house. It's <laughs> here <laughs> somewhere. I have like, I can use my Fitbit to, even though my phone's on silent, it'll still ring with my Fitbit. So I can find my phone when I lose it. Uh, yes. I thought about, well, I have, I have Life360, but it's not super accurate. <laughs> like it, it shows you like where, but not exactly where. Yeah. Um, so I know if it's at the house. <laughs> yeah. And then if it's over to the side, I know it's probably in the car. <laughs> um, that's, yeah. It's useful. It's helpful. I it's Whenever I lose my summer stupid, like on a counter or something. And so like the noise is very useful because. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine's always on silent, which doesn't help me. Yeah. Yeah, mine's also always on silent. The Fitbit just bypasses it. So. That's nice. I have a Fitbit. Yeah. I should do that. I should connect them like that. Yeah. That way, if you're sitting on it, you can find it. <laughs> That's usually what it is. <laughs> or I ha I'm on it, and I'm like, I'm looking for my phone. <laughs> I have done that. Yeah, I've also done that. <laughs> um, usually, it falls between the seat and my car. That's yeah. typically where it is. Or if I'm sleeping and it's like under my, like over to the side of my pillow, it'll fall behind my bed. And then I have to like look all through there. Yeah. I, uh, I've been putting it on my, um, on this chair that's to my left here and it's black and my phone is black. And oh, sometimes no. it will, because the RV shakes, mm -hmm. it'll fall off onto the seat. And then I just, I'm like, where's my phone? But I can't see it because they match. Oh, they're little friends yeah they oh i posted on facebook but i don't know if you saw that my kindle died yesterday i saw that is that a, it's like the, the battery is, it was a, a gift and it's the fancy kindle oasis like small super easy to hold in your hand mm -hmm. and it was like two years old and the battery like swelled up and the whole thing like kind of curled up so like i went to use it and went turn on and then i looked i was like why does it look like that sabrina like my son like looked it up and was like oh that happens he's like did you sit on it? i was like no it's on the table and it was you know I, was, I didn't sit on it and apparently when the battery goes bad and i feel like like you know it feels like five years old or something maybe mm -hmm. that might be reasonable but like two years in and i i haven't I, you know it's kind of rude yeah you know it's not even like covered by anything and there's no way to fix it and no it's just a fire hazard now one of my RV batteries did got expanded. That's so good. Yeah, I actually when I got back here, I threw the Kindle out in the in the field, just in case. Like you know, I'm Explodes. like, if it's gonna explode. It's like in a wet field, and I'll t I'm gonna take it to Best Buy to to um, recycle it today. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of Targets have a recycling bin in yeah, the front. For cell phones and stuff. <laughs> At least in Denver when I was there, they had them. Yeah. <sighs> but I'm getting kind of dizzy. 
Yeah, you should probably rest and hydrate. Get some liquid IV. But next Wednesday, we're recording again. Oh, are we? Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. I got to I got to add that to my um to my calendar. I'll make what? a Zoom meeting. What time? She said four after four her time so that's three o'clock my three time. your time five my time so i think we could just come on at three and five and okay. then she'll come on when she's done getting ready so we can just chat okay chitty chat chitty chat okay i just added it so it's there now because i miss you yay also i also miss you Miss you so much. You can always video call me. I know we've both been exhausted, but I know. I mean, I'm really like it's. I want to, and then I'm really like bad about making the the mental space to do it, even though I want mm-hmm. to do it. It's like I'll be watching TV, and I don't want to disconnect from the escape. Yeah, yeah. And it's so like I need to like work on that because I have another friend who like she needs. She's really isolated, and she needs like the video calls, and we keep like missing each other. And I was kind of like, maybe we should just make a schedule, and then. That's true. Like once a week, like video call. We'll have our then... separate video call schedule <laughs> where none yeah. of you guys get to hear what we say. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you all for joining us. I know we've been a little sporadic because of our health going on, but we are getting back on a schedule. And then when Lee settled into her house, we will be better maybe uh, maybe <laughs> um and yeah so we will be back on here and we're recording again next <laughs> week so you will get one again next week um and then i'm recording jordan's working on their cult which i'm excited about this cult coming up um because i have been doing a lot of research and jordan needs to do the research this time because I need a break. So the last one I did took me like three or four weeks to research while I'm still putting out other episodes and researching other things. So it became a lot. And that's why I took a little break because I did a lot of research for several episodes that was simultaneous and my brain needed a rest, but I'm back on it. And I know my work into it. And I, I appreciate that and respect it. Well, thank you. I am enjoying putting the work into it. It just is a lot to do by it, like yourself for multiple things. And I'm going to be joining another podcast on as a co-host on theirs, but I don't have to do any research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I was listening to the one that you guys did with Teal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys were talking about that, how you do the research. And then Jordan was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. And I'm the same way. I'm like, I can't do it. I just have to like go off the cuff, you mm-hmm. know, which is fine. Um, <laughs> the one that Jordan's working on right now is a cult that I've researched before, but I'm really curious to see what they come up with. Um, I've not done an episode on it. I've just researched it before and it's very interesting. So stay tuned for that. Cause there's a lot of twists and turns to that one. Um, and yeah, we're I'm working on a couple of interesting women as well that I'm started uh, that I have starts to, but I have not finished any of them. So I will get those done too. So we will have some more women to chat about. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I think I'm going to do a good one first and then a bad one. Nasty one. Gotta balance them out. Yeah. The nasty ones are more fun to research. The good ones, <laughs> the good ones give me hope. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a couple guests that are going to come on soon, too, that I've been chatting with. They just have some life things going on right now, and they will be on with us when those life things settle down. Awesome. But we en- we enjoy you all, and we thank you all for coming back to Frightening Frauen. And That's we'll right. see you next time. Bye. Bye.